Dave Wanstead is listed as a former NFL coach from from the from the Chicago by, of the oh boy. Well, well I don't got Dave Rayman Cole because your mic is shot. Tell him throw the flag. I knew it was you all along, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you for different reasons. I'm going hungry. I'm not going on the rocket. Listeners, we are here for trick or treat of the week. Third in a row. Yes. I'm so scared. The month of October is nigh, and so are tricks and so are treats to good little boys and girls who come trick or treating. But as you you know, last week I said the CDC isn't approving of it, so. You were very sad. I have some stragglers that hadn't gotten the memo. Uh There appears to be one coming to the door. Uh oh. But they Uh-oh. know that there is a series of uh, a non-knocking apparatuses. <laughs> we don't want to wake up any hellhounds this week. Okay, that's fine. That's so, fine. so they've hit the button, and it's, it's registered to me through a series of levers and lights uh, uh, that, that they are here. <laughs> there's, no, there's no doorbell. Very, no doorbell. A very soft whistle goes right, off it's in, like his, a Rube, in his chamber. A Rube Goldberg machine. So I like it. You know. And then you just hear... <clears throat> That's it. Aha, someone's <laughs> at the door. They did not get the memo that the CDC sent about trick-or-treating. And who are you, young one? Oh, you've got orange and blue on. Uh-oh. And no mask. <laughs> no mask. No mask Uh-oh. whatsoever. And that's a gator on the hat. You are none other than oh, Dan no. Mullen, <gasps> one who has besmirched the CDC's warning about large crowds. And one who has mocked the very virus that has set back Halloween for one whole year. You, sir, are nothing but a trick. Oh, he's the trick? He's the trick. He's gotten the University of Florida 20-some-odd cases just in the football facility. He's come down with the virus. I do not mock the virus. No one should mock the virus because it is a plague upon us. And this is coming from someone who usually celebrates death. Thanks. But in this case, is woke as there has been too much death. There's just too much. Too much. You like a moderate amount. Of, yes, of, of a little bit. Death, yeah. the, the right amount. Plus one, plus one or two percent on the day on the you know yearly average. Yeah, I don't sure. I don't like spikes. <laughs> he does not like spikes. Obviously, he doesn't like spikes. There is weakness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spikes or sticks. Right. When you go to my torture chamber, you will not see a spiked bed or a spiked mm-hmm. uh, collapsible thing that surrounds your body. What Cer- is it? Certainly not wooden. Oh, you're talking about the Iron Maiden? Yeah, no Iron Maidens. No, sir. Oh, way too spooky. Uh, so that is my trick of the week, is Dan Mullen. <laughs> my treat of the week. Ah, there's someone coming to the to the door. 
They click the apparatus, which lets me know that they're there. Yes, thank you, thank you. Aha! It is the University of Memphis football team. Oh, yes. They get treats for beating national champion University of Central Florida this past week. 50-49 to on a missed field goal. I just can't believe it. So that's it for this week. There's only one more week left till Halloween. Only one more trick and one more treat for the good girls and boys out there. (laughs) Don't ever leave us, Count Freezer. Goodbye. Don't go, Frankenstein. Don't go. He just faded into the ether. Damn it. It's, I mean, I'm always happy that he's here, but I'm so sad when he leaves. It's just, it, it is weird that, that, hey, Matt, how's it going? Oh, yeah, we're here for the podcast, right? Yeah, you're a little late. Didn't we start? You're a little yeah. late. We started? Yeah, yeah. we started. Oh. We went ahead and started. He gets really tardy during October. I know, it's 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 weird. Either tardy or, like, he slips away midway through and then sure, comes back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I miss? Oh, you know, not much. Nothing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Um, okay. Sean was just going off about how much he hates Holly Road. Yeah, I was going to ask, Sean, I, I guess, are there any good, like, uh, tweets from that Double D Silk that, <laughs> that you referenced last week? Did she have any hot takes on the football season? Um, you know, actually, actually, she did. Uh, let's, let's see what... Uh... All right, Sean is opening up his computer. He's going to OnlyFans.com slash Double D Satin or whatever her name is. Oh, the lace. Lace. Yes. Um, this is a hot OnlyFans, Hankins. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's got a... She's, she, well, this wasn't her tweet, but, you know, she's got a that uh, yodeling guy The yodeling in kid at Walmart, yeah. And it says, this was Mac Jones. Yodeling slit. I think it's called a yodeling slit. This was the last time... <laughs> yodeling uh, slit? <laughs> this was the last oh, time goodness. Tennessee beat Alabama. Feel old yet. So, yeah, you know? that, yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, she does a lot of this is this is not original material from her. Well, you know, she, uh-oh. 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 Is a copy paster. Um, oh no, no. Yeah, no, she's doing no. the Pope that's meme. No that's good. that's kinda popular. I don't like it. You know, she she uh, I don't like she, it. she tweeted the video of uh, Will Reichert hitting that uh that field goal right before half uh-huh. and you know, called it porn. That's um, what she calls porn? Yeah, well, Got wow! Me, uh, made my pee pee went. Wow! Um, so uh, episode one seventy six, I think, of Throw the Flag. Uh, we've, I we've, think it's we've, uh, whatever. We've 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 uh, established the fact that Freezer is here, and Hankins is with us as well. Matt Hankins, how's it going? It's going great, guys. Uh, just trying to come out of the sports doldrums. That's 177. Hmm. Sean, we're on 177. Got it. So next week um, is one. Uh, I'll get back to you. Um, Hot tamale. So nothing, nothing is, nothing continues to happen in the Pig Twelve. Right, they are pig still swill. on. I hiatus. did research, and it was definitely Pig Swill. They start the pig week swill. of October thirty first. Okay, Big Ten is back this week, and then they're uh, the next week after. So we if I can step weeks. on Count Freezer's toes for a moment, um, October thirty first, the Pig Swill starts. Trick of the week. Trick of the week. Ooh, love it, love okay. it, yeah. I do like this uh, staggered start. You know, mm-hmm. we get a little bit of each conference for like a week or two, then a new one joins. I don't think it'll happen next year, but I kind of like it. No, probably. Oh, well, guess what, guys? Year. We're going to talk about that a little later. Ooh, okay. During good journalism. Um, I like good journalism because it handcuffs us for the first half of the episode. It does. It does. Um, the- <laughs> That's what I like. 
Let's go to uh, let's go to the ACC. I'm trying to get listeners to linger longer. We want to get a we want to get a full breadth of their uh, audio ship. That's what we want. You want them to linger longer. So, it's an old radio trick, my friend. Um, tease, tease, tease. Yeah, you know, uh, pull them in with the with the hotness of trick or treat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, yep. make them stick around. Thank God, there's no fast forward fifteen second button. No, no. Um, going over to the, a- I have disabled that. <laughs> going over to the ACC, we had some interesting games. Sure, there were uh, some competitive games. Uh, their evening game was probably the the one that got the most eyeballs. Of course, uh, people were people were kind of uh, thinking that maybe Pittsburgh could do something against Miami, but they were never right. really in it. They were Everyone down two scores the entire Miami would uh, have a hangover because they got destroyed by Clemson the week prior. Clemson does that to some teams. Uh, but it really shows some fortitude from Miami saying, you know, beating Pitt, and who's a decent team, and uh, hopefully, hopefully they can continue that success if they want to get another shot at Clemson. So last week and the week before, and probably the week before, we discussed, um, you know, how Florida State might struggle to win three games, yeah. four games yeah. this year uh, at, a, at a possible 10, I think. Um, they were beating the living shit out of North Carolina and staved a, a late a late game comeback to uh, win by three. Um, is North Carolina now dead to the world? Uh, or I mean, it was one of the things they were. North Carolina was ranked number five going into the game. Inflated. Someone had to be number five. Yeah, uh, they were undefeated. They had a decent little offense. They beat Virginia Tech. Um, you got to put somebody there, but yeah, it was definitely a placeholder until the rest of the team started playing. Uh, they just got in a hole down early. Florida State had some short fields, converted early uh, possessions into touchdowns, and held on to the lead. North Carolina tried to have a furious rally, but it just didn't happen. I mean, Florida State just could—they couldn't score one point in the second half. No, <laughs> they were—they they missed two field goals that were short, so they were moving the ball. They just couldn't cash in. Hankins, what did you think of? North Carolina, are they donezo, or are they still like an incomplete grade for you? Uh, they're fucking donezo. I mean, I think I think I might have predicted that because Mac Brown is always good for that game. Um, that seems to be what he coaches to. Just we'll be good everywhere else except for one week. We'll have an absolute clunker, and then we'll lose a close one later on to really make sure we're out of contention. Uh, but like. It was ugly in the first half. And I don't mean just from like, it wasn't what, Hankins' true score index would have been 31 to nothing or whatever it was. Like, that was the right score. Yeah. Um, and if, if Florida State didn't just get real dumb, then they would have they would have coasted to victory in that one. They just got stupid. Um, they had a very dumb roughing the kicker penalty that was, it didn't hurt them really, but it was still just a dumb penalty to take. And that's what happened. And Florida, but, but to their defense, Florida State's fucking quarterback got hurt very early. Yeah, yeah. very early. And I was that was on during the Alabama game, so it certainly wouldn't get my full attention. But every time I looked over at him, he had one arm. Like you could just look at him and say, "Oh, that's a guy whose arm is hurt." And they didn't have anybody to go to. As I stated in our in our production meeting, I think Dabo's Christmas tree, Dabo Jimbo's Christmas tree, <laughs> is the backup. That's the only thing that, that any explanation to me. Um, the defensive line woke up for a while and they held on, but no, Florida State's not a good team. They're certainly not a team you let get thirty-one up on you. Not in the first half, and now in North Carolina, the rest of their schedule doesn't look great. Um, they host NC State next uh, 
<clears throat> next week. Um, they go at Duke. Uh, they host Notre Dame, and they play at Miami. So um, there's at least one more loss in there. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Agree. There's probably three. Sure. sure. <laughs> probably. <laughs> The, the NC State game's not nearly as sexy as it could have been, even though they're the fastest, uh, fastest growing program in the country. Sure. They're like they four lost their and quarterback one or five and one. Or yeah, something. yeah, they lost lost their quarterback for the year too. So it is kind of a bad look for Mac Brown. I think he his alma mater is Florida State, and I think his record is like zero and ten. Like he just cannot beat his, uh, you know. His uh, good for that guy. That's that's bold to just sell out to your alma mater yeah, like that. I agree. Mm-mm-mm. Um, <clears throat> well, we do have uh, two other games in the ACC. Uh, what the shit happened to Notre Dame versus Louisville? How lucky were they that they actually won this fucking game? Uh, very lucky, because I flipped over in the fourth quarter. I was like, 12 to 7? But then Notre Dame was able to run out the clock, so I was like, uh, I guess I must have jinxed this. Cause... I think they had a couple goal lines. Did they stop Louisville from scoring once or twice? Well, it's just one of the things that— Both teams did. Yeah, it's just one of the things that They're, Notre Dame is – this is who we think they are. Yeah. They can beat lower-quality opponents, and then they'll play a Clemson or Ohio State and get beat by, like, 40, which is going to happen to them when they play Clemson in, like, three weeks. And I'll give them the COVID curve. You know, they had to go through a long layoff and all that stuff. There's, things got thrown off. But Louisville's not very good. Period. I mean, they let Florida and State muster twelve in the first points half last week too. Also true, they did. So yeah, I think they're starting to get exposed. They're really opening that kimono. <laughs> the junk has fallen out. <laughs> um, also, uh, I forget what I uh, what I predicted in my um, year end uh, playoff picks and more. Um, it looks like I picked Alabama versus Ohio State. I would now like to uh, edit that okay. uh, to say Clemson versus Clemson because right. no one's beating Clemson. <laughs> You're fucking right. There is dude. zero – like, so I, I, no, nothing's going to stop Clemson. I know it's Georgia State, and apparently the, the city of Atlanta or, or at least – It wasn't Georgia State. It Georgia was Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, Tech sorry. At, a conference opponent. At least, at, least, at least all, like, Georgia cities that start in the letter A were fucking – cursed uh, sports wise uh, in the past couple days so um, I don't know uh, it's tough guys it is hard over here right now it is very very hard over Hankins, here right how now. does it feel um, that the only sports championship the city's won is soccer do you think that's sort of like fucking a slap magnificent. in the face of like, the real mag- sports fans the Braves won a world series yeah like 30 years in ago in 95 that would no 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 we're no the Braves are the but oh god the Falcons won the NFC criminal. championship like you 4 years ago you sold your soul oh. for that that soccer title and this is like the right. misery I mean, that the, reigns the, the Falcons game. staved off the fellow 1 and 4 Vikings sure, after Kirk sure. Cousins threw three interceptions which is the worst thing they could have done. <laughs> they need to lose the rest of the fucking yeah, games. They need to get a good draft pick. Yeah, I'm already... Which would be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. If, uh, if, if you had your druthers. Yeah, but when you swore 52 points in the first half, it's hard to <laughs> do that in a video game. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to do that in real life. But 52 in that first half, it, was, it wasn't even competitive. I mean, I don't know what defense can stop... <laughs> I don't know what defensive coordinator can effectively... Uh, anticipate what the fuck Clemson is going to call on offense and then be able to defend against 
Eddie in behind that offensive line, and then Trevor Lawrence. Just yeah, the, period. The only one, only person that I've seen do that is uh, Dave Aranda, and he's now the head coach at Baylor, who I don't think will get a shot at Clemson this year. So whoever plays Clemson in the playoffs needs to like call him up in December, like, like give him like three hundred thousand dollars to be a special coordinator and get the get the deets. Get those deets, baby. The um, only thing that can affect affect Clemson at all is the fact that they will have not been tested, period, through the year. I just uh, They get to play Syracuse this week, who lost to fucking Liberty by two scores. Well, Liberty's got that extra edge, you know. Your head coach has that whore madness in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like in whatever video game, like you you sleep with with a with a with a sex worker, and uh, you get like fifty plus fifty HP. Yeah, she and then like, HP. She juices you up. Plus and one. Poor HP. Dino Babers has got to s- s- stare out his window at all those statues we built for David Cutcliffe. Do you remember when that guy like got some like rub, like he was going to be the new U- the next USC coach? Mm-hmm. He has lost some shine off do you, that. Do you remember when Dabo Sweeney went into fucking Dino was, Babers' locker room? That was yeah. And they have sucked a dick ever since. <laughs> mm. Mm. Fucking curse the Dabo. I mean, I just I long for the days when like Taj Boyd was the best fucking quarterback that fucking Clemson ever had. Hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence just passed him in uh, think touchdowns this week, and Taj Boyd was at Clemson for seventeen years. <laughs> oh God! Well, I guess we'll just have to hope that we make it to the championship game, and uh, somebody else takes care of Clemson. But yeah, like the coronavirus. Am I yeah, right? am I right? Get that Rona, baby. Big 12. It was the only game this week. The one and only game. There was one game this week uh, because Oklahoma State and Baylor was postponed. and And Everyone else was off. And I think the Red River shootout is still going on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Waiting for the results on that one. No no surprise here. Uh, The Les Miles... Less, less miles. Less, less miles. Um, uh, He was out with COVID. A lot of coaches getting COVID. You know they're they're uh, they're that demographic. You know, like over the age of like sixty, traveling around, being around sweats, just being around cut kids. Yeah. Um, oh, so cut. West Virginia beat the hell out of Kansas, and we are one step closer to finally coach by committee. We are getting close. Our numbers open. Our lines are open, guys. It's open. We got this kimono standing wide open. It's so wide open. <laughs> you don't even know. What color kimono is it, by the I way? I imagine it's like a floral pattern or something like that. It, absolutely. He's absolutely Is it like right. red, like, red and gray? No, it's purple. Oh. It's purple. It's like a deep, it's like shades of purple. What color are the flowers? Outlines to well, it. They're lotus flowers. Yeah, right? of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And where is the slit in this kimono? Ooh, good question. Mm. And are, is there only one? Is or is it, it like, like a Chun-Li kind you, of situation? Or is it like a bathrobe? Mm. You can never see it, boys, because it's always standing wide open. <laughs> oh, my. Open. Well, anyway, uh, uh, University of Kansas. It's mostly a- slit. <laughs> mostly slit. Hmm. Mostly slit. <laughs> I think that was the name of Hugh Freeze's last girl. <laughs> Anyway, um, University of Kansas Athletic Departments are our phones are open. 256-469-8003. Give us a call. Give us a call. 
We're open to negotiations. Uh, Big Ten, nothing happened. Correct. They they don't kick off till next week. Stuff Friday. Friday night. Did, Friday night. Did, Illinois. I don't know. Plays Wisconsin boys. That's a big baby. That's Make a big sure one, baby. Friday night. It might have been during the Auburn game because I don't think I watched any pregame stuff. I think it might have been during the Auburn game where they ran the thing of the Big Ten starting back and the Pigs will starting back, and they did it like a fucking superhero Avengers assemble kind of deal, and it was the worst photoshopping I've seen in years. More terrifying than those old ESPNU animated graphics that mm-hmm, they would put up. Mm-hmm. It was bad. It was very bad. <laughs> like, wait, the ESPNU ones were like the U it's is like, like an a, elephant trunk. Oh, There's God. an elephant. Yeah. Those are yeah. the one where they're like, like experiments gone wrong. Yes. Also, Kill where me. the fuck did Lee Corso get that giant elephant? I don't know. I don't know. But so watching game day, I was watching it with my sister and brother-in-law and... He I looked down and Lee Corso was just gone. He was he was like <laughs> off the thing. I'm like, did Lee Corso wander off like right before picks? And so then then Herbie's making Corso's picks for him, and I'm like, this is so sad. Yeah. This is so sad. He just wandered off. And then like you realize that it's oh, he's because a showman, of course. It's yeah. because it took him 25 minutes to climb. That was probably was, a two was a story. Good... It was two story. It was a two story piece of scaffolding. But they couldn't reveal it without question. They couldn't reveal Reveal him being there until the Alabama pick, or otherwise it spoils the the surprise. Of course, and you know you want to give him time just in case, like yeah, he gets out of breath or he gets sweaty, and make sure that the lighting is. I just, I just kept thinking about somebody had to set an alarm clock on some morning Mm -hmm. because they had to ship a big ass elephant to Lee Corso's house. Mm I just couldn't stop thinking about that being someone's job. That's just his dream before he dies. He really just wants to have an elephant, a live elephant, there to, to uh, symbolize his Alabama pick. He got real close. It was, I don't know if it was made out of, like, paper mache or what, but it looked okay. I assume he lives in Florida. Why the fuck can't they get him an elephant? I would think it'd be easy. Like, There's of all a the lot places. of zoos and wild animal parks down there, right? Yeah. There's got to be elephants in Florida. Roaming the streets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it SEC time? Let's move it. It matters more. SEC. Just me. SEC. Me. SEC. Just um, me. Well, we've got, we've got, Where's that lady? <laughs> Where is that lady? Do we we know her name? We would love for her to be on. The I did podcast. it once. I did. I did one time. Uh, Florida LSU got uh, postponed, postponed because of Corona, Corona. Mostly on the Florida side. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, do we know if, like, so when Florida lost last week. Okay. To a and Dan Mullen went on the, the tear saying, I want a full stadium. Yes. Okay. So, he didn't get a full stadium. That's not why he has coronavirus. No. He likely no. had coronavirus when he made that comment. When he said it. <laughs> it was lingering in his system. Florida fans, I want everybody to fill Ben Hill Griffin Stadium just so we can spit in each other's mouths. I'll go first. Chomp, chomp. And there was another postponement. Herd immunity, baby. The uh, Vanderbilt-Missouri game got postponed, too. Yeah, I mean, and the world stood still. I know Vanderbilt is down to, like, 50-something scholarship players, (laughs) so that's why they canceled that. They were really hit hard. I remember. And that's not COVID-related. Yeah. Vanderbilt, Missouri being postponed. I don't know if the the sport will the sport will survive that. Don McLean might have to write a song about it. Um, the 
I can still remember when <laughs> that lady got kicked out of the Vanderbilt game. <laughs> she was very angry for some reason. Got the student section whipped up into a frenzy, and they escorted her out. Hey, uh, Hank, Eric can... Mason's wearing a white vest. I, Go ahead, John. I, what were you going to say? I have to apologize for stepping on you. You sh- you know you had to because I would have done that for fourteen more. Minutes. It would have been longer than the actual <laughs> and the uh, Weird Al version combined. Um, the uh, I need to just do some stretches before we get into SEC proper. Can you tell that story? About the lady at the Vanderbilt Oh, absolutely. Okay, thank you. We went to see Vanderbilt play Alabama in Nashville. Um, The year escapes me. I think Saban was there. Maybe, maybe not. Um, But it was a tough, tough game. Uh, Terry Grant, I believe, provided an early spark with a kick return. Yeah, that would have been 07, Hankins. 07. Vintage Alabama football where just nothing happened against Vanderbilt ever. Um, but it's Vanderbilt, so you expect a, you expect a, a pretty easy-going crowd. There was a lady wearing a very old 1990s-style Vanderbilt Commodores hat, hmm. and she was just riled up. I mean, just spitting fire the whole game. And we weren't in a section dominated by Alabama people. It was a, a mixed bunch at best. Um, I don't even know what got her in particularly upset, but she's just standing up and raising pure hell. And I said, my God, these commies really take this football seriously. And uh, sooner or later, some of Nashville's finest just had to come get her. But this was the most unassuming woman you've ever seen. Just the regularest lady that ever was, wearing all black, loving her Commodores, and they toted that bitch out because she was too crunk. Something me and Shawnee know all too well. <laughs> Y'all too crunk? Uh... Thank you for that, Hankins. I think uh, that was a good primer for our deep dive into um, the five uh, SEC games that took place this week. Uh, why don't we start off with Mississippi State and Texas A&M, um, the Battle of the Maroons. Yeah, Mississippi State finally scored an offensive touchdown. Good for them. They scored one <laughs> offensive touchdown, one defensive touchdown. Air Raid touchdown. is back, baby. So they've had... Freezer, do they have an offense? <clears throat> Ooh, guys, I think for real they do. Man. Bad news for Alabama is Mississippi State is off this week before they play <laughs> Alabama, so they they can come up with some new plays if they've been saving them, Hankins. Saving and, them. And uh, mm-hmm. unload them on Alabama uh, next week. But, no, they, they look miserable. Their defense is actually pretty good, uh, all things considered, because their offense is doing zilch. Man, think of how bad that loss for LSU looks now. <clears throat> I mean, Mississippi State's 1-3. Does not look good. Jeez. Um, Louise, do we do we think that game goes exactly the same way if they play it next week? Like, was it just my God? It's the first game back. LSU had apparently all had COVID over the over the break. Um, was it just th- they got slapped in the mouth by an offense they weren't ready for? No, I think anybody could have beat them week one. Uh, we know Missouri beat them in week three. Uh, LSU was able to beat Vanderbilt week two. So I, I think a team like Kentucky or South Carolina could have beat them week one just because LSU just looks completely lost. They've lost all their players. They've lost all their coaches. Um, they just don't know what they're doing. I think a lot of teams could have got them week one, uh, and somehow Mississippi State fell on the schedule for them, so Mississippi State was the one that got them. Um, Mississippi State right. scored 44 against LSU. Mm-hmm. In the three games since, they have scored 30 points. 
Yeah, and some of those are non-offensive points. That safety was scored by the defense. They got a pick six against A&M, so what is that? Minus nine, 21 points in three games. That's three touchdowns by the offense. Wow. But for what real, do we think of A&M? Back. Because I don't think they're good either, or are they? I don't know. Yeah, they're, they, they could finish second in the West, but that's not really a great accomplishment <laughs> this season. Not this year. Um, they're okay. I mean, I they, they are second in the West yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, they're okay. Um, they don't really get to... <laughs> oh, my God. Is A&M going to battle Arkansas for second in the West? It could turn my out that way. Oh, God. Listen, no, as somebody no. who had to, as as three fans of a team who had to deal with like our like one division being harder than like any conference out there, sure. uh-huh. like fucking, it's I would love for this entire deep, uh, division to tank. It's, it's just a bloodbath this year with a ten game conference. These losses are just going to pile up. There's going to be a <laughs> lot of teams floating around five hundred. This and, is fucking chaos. Yeah. <clears throat> um, moving on to uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas team coming off the uh, controversial ending to their game against Auburn last week. Hankins, did you watch any of this? Did watch the majority of it. Um, how about them plucky, plucky hogs? They're Was so very plucky. angry to see to see what that defense did to <laughs> Ole Miss. That was aggravating as shit. But there is something likable about this team which we have not been able to say about Arkansas in a decade yeah I agree I actually I like Sam Pittman um yeah Philippe Franks is less I like a coach that looks like the mascot yeah yeah that that works (laughs) unless it's Brett Bielema I think it's just one of the things we all like the lovable loser so they've been bad Mm -hmm. for a while so we can all you know root for them hope they do well this year uh, this was just a, a miserable game for Ole Miss. There seems to be a team every week who's the toast of the town one week, and then the next week they pissed it away. It was yeah. Mississippi State in week one. They pissed it away. It was Ole Miss going into this Arkansas game because they were uh, unstoppable on offense against Alabama, and then they pissed it away with, I think, seven total turn- turnovers, six of them <laughs> interceptions, and two goal line stands that Arkansas had. It was just unreal. Like, uh, like Hankin said, it was infuriating for an Alabama fan to watch Ole Miss just collapse like this against a defense, Arkansas, who was dead, dead last last year in total defense. I mean, six interceptions. That's that's rough. By one quarterback. Yeah, and one Arkansas player had three of them <laughs> on his own. That seems impossible. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is legitimately, like, that is and, a, like... And I got drunk and I thought I guy, could start playing, like, on Heisman. Yeah. Level, yeah, and the guy with the with the three picks had one arm. He was very injured too. Like it was, it was just crazy. It it tells us, you know, obviously this podcast knows because we're all Alabama fans forever. Um, but it does point to you the strength of when somebody does something crazy against Alabama, you just assume they must be great. But this is a one in fucking three Ole Miss team. Yeah. Who is just, who, who? If not for a fucking yeah. should be zero and four. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's what I was gonna say. Um, but just the the strength of that performance made us all think they were great, and they're not. I mean, they don't have a they don't have a defense. They they really should just forfeit the ball. They should offer every team. Um, we will trade you uh, 
two field goals to touchdowns every time you get the ball. We'll give you two field goals and a touchdown if you just let us have the ball. <laughs> Period. Just let us have it. It's easier that way for all of us, and we'll try to just outscore you. I um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, you know, you've got a one and three Ole Miss uh, staring across the state at a one and three Mississippi State. Can Oof. you imagine an egg bowl that has? There's one thing more intense than an egg bowl with with anything riding on it. Yeah, that's an egg bowl with nothing riding on it. That could be with where both we're of them trying to save their season. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can't wait. The egg bowl is going to be lit as fuck because those two maniacs are going to be really trying to show some sort of progress. Uh, who do you think's in worst position as far as the future, Lane or Crazy Mike Leach? Leach. Uh, I think it'll be Leach because I think I think Kiffin is able to recruit people. He's got some swagger. Leach is just I think he has no plan. I, I don't I don't know how he attracts talent. I only I only say Leach because his novelty will his bullshit will wear off. Will stop being funny. But, but like we we missed Kiffin. a whole off season of his bullshit because of COVID. Like yeah. he was gone. He was in Key West just hanging out, yeah. so we didn't hear a lot of it. Um, and I think you're right. I think Kiffin is obviously going to improve the defense just by the strength of his recruiting. I don't know where Leach goes and finds a quarterback to play his system willing to come to Mississippi State year after year after year after year. Yeah, I agree. Especially now that Arkansas is back. Yeah. Also true. That's crazy, but yes. <laughs> um, it is. It's fucking crazy. Going to uh, going to Knoxville, uh, Kentucky had not beaten Tennessee in Knoxville in 17 years. No, since 84. Since 84, yeah. wow. 36 in, years. In 17, yeah, 17, 17 appearances, yeah. Um, so, uh, and boy, howdy, did they beat them, 34-7. to seven. Yeah, just uh, Garantano made mistakes. Kentucky was able to make the most of them, built up an early lead, and the second half just choked them out. Uh, two interceptions for uh, Guantanamo Bay, uh, 88 yards total. Yeah, 14 out of 21 for 88 yards. That's That means Kentucky is good wrapping one. up some tackles or they're throwing like five-yard passes every play. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Justin Garen, Guantanamo Bay, had a quarterback rating of 4.4. Not good. <laughs> Did he have – were there more interception yards returned than he threw for? Ooh, oh, I know. A, I know. One of them was like a forty-five yardish return for the uh-huh. touchdown, and they were the second one. I they think were back they to got back. Tackled pretty quickly, though. So I would say nope. no. Uh, no, no, no. Two, he threw back to back pick sixes. Two, oh, you're right. You're right. Two two interceptions for uh, return yardage on that was one twenty-six. Yes, you're right. Which is <laughs> which is about fifty percent more yards. It was more than the whole team did because they replaced him too. Yeah, they replaced him, and they still only finished with one twelve on the day. Yeah, that was more than the whole team. <laughs> Not good. So where does this put Jeremy Pruitt before? Uh... Well, he's already started firing the coaches today. He fired his defensive line coach. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, uh, and they're gonna owe him like eight hundred thousand dollars. Like pretty good gig for that guy. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, so there, uh, he's already. I hate feeling to tell some you, germs. Heat. That ain't the problem. It ain't the defensive line that was the issue, bud. It's not. It's quarterback. It's your quarterback. Yeah, oof, it's not It's oof. not a good look. Uh, what year is this for him? Three? I think he started there in 18 because that was when yeah, Alabama's this, defense kind of started falling off. 
So, yeah, it's year three. Uh, their offense isn't there. You know, they had that eight-game win streak, guys. Remember mm-hmm. that? Like yes. two weeks ago, that was all anyone would talk about is yeah. Tennessee's won eight in a row. Tennessee's and, back. Uh, they were supposed not supposed to, like, compete for the division, but you would think that they'd be putting up a better fight than they are. I, no one really expected them to beat Georgia last week. But no. you would think that they would make the uh, – I mean, a they decent hung around. Sort of lead. And, but uh, they it was, it was tied at halftime, right? Or, they had the lead. Tennessee was, might have even had a lead. Yeah, twenty-one yeah. seventeen. Um, but this, uh, but here, the thing lost in all this is Kentucky's offense was awful. Like they were ter- that game should have been, it should have been thirty-five to nothing when it was you know seventeen to nothing. Yeah, they, it was bad, yeah. man. Um, and you take away two, you take away fourteen points and pick sixes. And Tennessee's in the game. They're hanging around. They just couldn't muster any offense, and then they just bullshitted around, <laughs> giving the other team 120 yards in returns. Um, it is kind of interesting when you look at <clears throat> what Tennessee's done and where they're going because uh, it took South Carolina being coached by Will Muschamp for them to lose that game in week one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Missouri, mm-hmm. they beat them by 23 points, whatever. Uh, they could only hang 30 minutes against Georgia. We saw what happened to Kentucky. They have Alabama, and then they're at Arkansas. They play A&M. They're at Auburn, and they're at Vanderbilt. Um, and then they play Florida. So, um, I mean... If they're lucky, they can push two of those to wins, and that includes Vanderbilt as one of the two. It's going to be hard for them to get three out of that last six. For them to go 500 in that yeah. last six would be a minor miracle. Based on the... the and I would... I would imagine there was like, you know, 20,000 people in Knoxville, same as, you know, the other stadiums. Loud, incredibly loud boos on the first pick six. The boo birds were out. It was the moment they were out. It was the moment when they were like, okay, everything we thought, everything we were scared of is true. We got to get this fucker out of here. Boo him out of the stadium. To which he responded, he responded well (laughs) by doing it a fucking year. Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, it's time, guys. It's time to, to go to uh, the reason of the week that I missed out on a sweet, sweet parlay. Mm. Um, Auburn versus South Carolina. Now, who did you pick for part of your parlay? Uh, Auburn was a... I think three to four point favorite. In one, in one parlay, I had them winning by two, and then okay. in another, I had them winning by three. Ooh, and they lost. Yeah. So you lost all that money. Because of this one, yeah. I mean, I bet ten bucks on each one, but uh-huh. it was like if I got all five or six right, it would have been like two hundred fifty dollars. So, oof. Um, but Duke already also screwed me on on one of them. Okay. So. Well. Um, Hankins, opening thoughts about Auburn, South Carolina. Bo Nix fucking sucks. That seems to be the. My- uh, Contingency God. for all Auburn to, fans too, and and they only have one defensive player whose name is Smoke Monday. He is on the screen every time I look at it, mm-hmm. which is bad because that means he's getting in on a lot of tackles down the field. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they call him Boo Nicks, especially in October? Ooh, Ooh. pretty good. Uh, there's a guy I know. Uh, to quote one <laughs> Auburn fan that I, I talked to, he said he should be ashamed. He is a disgrace to his family's name. Mm. And Patrick Nix, this is all your fault. 
you coached him to be that way. <laughs> yeah, they gave a blurb during the game when they, you know, inevitably showed Patrick Nix in the stands. They're like, he coached a high school game last night, like in Birmingham, and then drove all the way to South Carolina. I mean, you know, you can take a Saturday off and not see your son play if you're up. You know, to like ten or eleven Friday night coaching a game. It probably would have helped for everybody. It's gonna be on TV. Uh, exactly. It's gonna be on TV. We got video phones, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, Hankins, I think you're right. Uh, you know, Gus Malzahn. Every now and then he catches lightning in a bottle with you know the schedule falling the way it does for Auburn, returning like an entire defensive line and an entire offensive line. One out every three years they hit that, and then the years when they don't, it's. I don't know. It's he's supposed to be this offensive guru, but there's just so many steps backwards, and these quarterbacks don't develop. I, I mean, I can understand the frustration because you can see other teams that are able to that have similar turnover and aren't spinning their wheels like Auburn does. So here's here's what another. I want to know is you go, Shawnee. No, no, absolutely not. What I want to know is can he not recruit? That's the thing I can't understand. Um, has he recruited a good quarterback in his tenure? And I'm not being facetious with that. Um, He inherited – who was the – he was there when the defensive back was the the quarterback, right? Um, The the quarterback of the picks – of the kick six game. His name is escaping me right now. He was a converted defensive back. Williams, maybe. A young African-American. Jeremy Johnson. Nope, that's not Nick right. Nick McDonald. Um, Nick Williams, Nick Williams. Nick McDonald. At any rate, that quarterback, um, he 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 won a lot of games for him, but ultimately was Nick not a quarterback. Marshall. Nick Marshall. Defense- Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall. Converted to quarterback from defensive back. Uh, Jeremy Johnson, uh, the, the goofball <laughs> kid that everybody thought was going to win the Heisman. Um, Bo Nix now. He didn't recruit Jared Stidham. He was a transfer, which, I mean, yeah, there's a level of recruiting that too, but he's not a guy that he went and found out of high school. Is he just a terrible talent evaluator? Well, let's go through it. Um, <clears throat> and this is from 24-7 Sports. Uh, and it, this was published right after Joey Gatewood uh, announced that he was entering the transfer portal, um, which is when uh, Joey Gatewood was jogging onto the field and Gus Malzahn had to literally hold him back. What, what game was that last year? Oh, I can't remember. Nix was just shitting yeah. the bed, yeah. and uh, I, th- yeah. I guess there was some third down that it was understood that Gatewood would go on and be the third down quarterback, and stuck with Nix. And I think the next day Gatewood said he was mm-hmm. <clears throat> leaving. Um, so you have your Nick Marshall in uh, thirteen, uh, two thousand seventeen. Jared Stidham, um, both started their careers at. Uh, um, well, Nick Marshall was a three-star. Stidham was like a – I don't know what star he, uh, he was, but he was definitely larger. Um, so you have uh, Jeremy Johnson, uh, Mr. Alabama's uh, uh, Alabama's Mr. Football in 2012. Uh, he struggled big time. Yeah. Threw a lot of interceptions. Couldn't really throw the ball at all. Um, you had Sean White to take over for him. Mm-hmm. God, remember Sean White? A little bit. Didn't until you said it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Nick Marshall, uh, third player in Auburn history to throw for 2,000 yards and rush for 1,000. So, you know, he had that, he had that prototype <clears throat> that Malzahn liked. 
Um, I, I don't know who Tyler Queen is, but he was class of 2015, so... Well, you're going through all these names, and to me, there's just no one that's developed into someone that's a top... John Franklin III was a disaster. A top SEC quarterback. Oh, it's wow, just not I forgot there. about that guy, too. There's, there's... Well, and, so, and, and you juxtapose that with, look at everybody he missed out on. And I'm not... I'm not saying he's got to go get. He doesn't have to go get Tua. Yeah. He doesn't have to get Bryce Young. I'm not not that. He doesn't have to get Trevor Lawrence. But like Reese Plumley, who can't get on the field at Ole Miss, seems like the perfect quarterback for him. Yeah. Oh, why couldn't he get? You know, why didn't he get that guy? Why can't he go find these guys? Seems like an Auburn quarterback. (laughs) Absolutely. Like they're the the landscape is dotted with guys. That feel like how does he miss out on Justin Fields? Which you know yeah. he's a Georgia kid. I understand. I understand a lot of those things, but like you can't be the coach at Auburn, have this very specific offense, and never be able to fill the role. The one role you need more than anything on that team is the right quarterback, and he doesn't have to be the best thrower in the world. He he needs to be an athletic quarterback who can do the things that needs to do. But how does he never find him? We didn't stop making them. I don't know. Um, they are relying more and more on Tank Bigsby. And if you, who is, you know, I mean, he is a tank. Uh, he's a, he can find fucking running backs with wacky nicknames by the bushel. <laughs> Booby, Tank, Shim Sham, yeah. Uncle Jerry. Ontario. <laughs> um, but so the thing is, they're going to be leaning on... Bigsby, the more that Knicks fucks up, and you know they go to they go to Ole Miss next next week, and who knows? Ole Miss is bad. Ole Miss is very very bad. They're very bad on defense. That's true. Auburn might score 30, 40 points. Yeah. Um, can they beat them in a shootout? Their defense is suspect. Their secondary is very suspect. Uh, I wouldn't put any money on that game. I could see both teams winning. I wouldn't touch that, Sean. Don't put that on your parlay this week. I put it on my parlay so hard. Uh, and in as much as the Alabama Alabama's known for defense and all those things, if we look over a 10-year period, though, Auburn's defense has been their calling card. The stars have come off the defense. And it's always nasty, and it's it, there's always playmakers and all that stuff. Where the fuck? What are they doing over there? I don't know, because I mean, uh, yeah, like Arkansas is better than they have been in the past ten, fifteen years. But giving up thirty to Arkansas is unacceptable. For Auburn, yeah, yeah, I, that's the thing that I can't wrap my head around because I don't know how they continue. Well, I do. They've gotten themselves in a thing where they have to put up with it now. I was listening to um, Andy Staples and. Um, Barrett Salee, I believe, talk about the Auburn situation. You know, he said a lot of the Auburn fans are just tired of being tired of it, but they can't get rid of him. Now the buyout is so much, and the, the economic landscape has changed. And again, I understand it is a giant football program in the state of Alabama, and if they wanted him out, they could hustle up the money to do it. But it is even more fiscally irresponsible than normally it would be. And they had the chance to do it a couple years ago, and they gave the fucker an extension. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't understand it. I don't know who they can go out and get. There's no hot name. Get that Urban Meyer, baby. I mean, Urban Meyer will probably go to USC or Texas. I don't see him going to Auburn. He is the hottest name. I grant you that. But John Gruden. 
Maybe. <laughs> I, I just don't and think do there's agree. anyone out there right now. If they wanted, no, even if they no. take the rest of their games, I don't think you pulled the trigger. I agree. I agree that they are they are in a position where there is not a coach that will immediately make them better over the next couple years. But how long? And and he is the most successful coach against Nick Saban in the conference. It's true. And that is something they can always hang their hats on because. We're never confident about the Iron Bowl, for sure. But, my God, you're Auburn. I don't – I think your expectation should be the same as ours is every year. You're fucking Auburn. You should be playing for the big trophy at the end of the year. Well, they go um, <clears throat> They go to Oxford. They host LSU. They go to Starkville. They host Tennessee. They go to uh, Tuscaloosa, and then they host A&M. Um, so six games to go. They could split those. I could see them going three and three. Yeah. Because they're Auburn, I could see it going literally any way. Yeah. But that, I certainly wouldn't bet on them. Yeah, I can see them going five and one or one and five and anywhere in between. Yeah. No, wouldn't yeah. shock me. None, nothing they do will ever shock me. That's just because, you know, you can't predict – a wizard with a broken wand. Mm-hmm. You never know where the fucking magic's going to point to. Um, but that quarterback situation is flat out embarrassing. And they should be uh, throwing uh, lit toilet paper over those trees they love so damn much. <laughs> oh, they love those trees. Let's go on to Talking Tide. Yeah, baby. Before we Ooh. do that. Oh, we got some good journalism. You must have fucking forgot that this podcast exists for one reason. That's to put a thumb in the eye of one Dennis Dodd. We're going to do some good journalism. Why? Why, boys? We're leading into talking tides. I'll ask this one first. Why in the world do I constantly hear commentators when they see Alabama take a dumb penalty like jumping off sides when the other team's clearly not going to snap the ball and say things like, well, that's not Alabama-like. Do they watch the same team that I watch every week? Because that's very Alabama-like as far as I'm concerned. Am I just being too harsh on our own team? No, it's a good point. Uh, You just have to go back to last year's Iron Bowl when Auburn uh, was lined up for a punt. It was fourth and four, and they ran a funky formation out there, and Alabama ran like 14 guys on the field and ended the game. game. So you're right. Exactly, that's what's going to happen. 100% you were right. Uh, It didn't look like – after they did the first, you know, like fake – Fake, uh, fake hike. It was like, oh, well, they're not going to snap it. They just want the field goal. And then they did the second one, and wah, wah, we wet how our you, pants. How do you bite on the second one? I don't know. I mean, how well, we, we bit on both. We, we, <laughs> we bit on both. That's right. right, we did, yeah. When they don't snap it the first time, how do you not say, oh, they're not going to snap it? Yeah. They're just not going to snap it. I don't I don't know. Um, let me ask you all this. When you put in the, the punter to play quarterback, is it time to change conferences? Uh, I know Clemson did that. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Clemson ended the game with their punter wearing his punter's number, mm-hmm. playing quarterback, and throwing a touchdown to the coach's son. Yeah. Are you saying Clemson should change conferences or Georgia Tech? Take your pick. <laughs> well, I think Clemson, it would be nice if they upgraded to uh, – I don't know, the SEC, but it's just not going to happen. So, no. They don't got to change conferences. I hate that team. I hate that conference. God is dead. <laughs> um, 
So, how do we think that, like, this year's crazy scheduling, like, the fact that we can just postpone these games or teams can start later, do we think that that bleeds over? I don't mean that every year it will be crazy like this, but do we think that some of the long-held traditions of these long of, – of us getting an a, a email saying, oh, Alabama scheduled a home-and-home home with somebody in 2030. Do we think that that kind of stuff might go away now that we see that we don't have to do this as rigidly as we always have? Uh, that's a good question. I, I expect, like, <clears throat> once we have a vaccine and once we – you know, everything gets back to normal, then we are all going to go back to our old ways. And there's nothing more uh, stubborn and rigid uh, than college football. Um, and so I, I think they'll go back to it. I don't know why they do it in the first place, because like, I mean, I remember, I, I think the first time that they actually like, you know, they announced Alabama, Alabama and Penn State are going to play in, yeah. in 2013. And I'm like, well, shit, man, that's 13 years from now. Yeah. And then when it came yeah. around, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that once. I will say I like the schedule this year. Um, it'd be nice if, you know, all the fans got to go to all five home games and whatnot, and the stadiums were full, and it was like it would have been a cool event to have 90,000 people sure. see that Georgia game. I don't think a lot of teams in the conference want to continue this schedule. Uh, teams that are going to finish five and five, four and six, that uh, you know, that are used to going seven and five and eight and four. Yeah, no one's going to want to carry that sort of stain on them. I don't think it'll last. We'll go back to the old system of playing, you know, Mercer the week before the Auburn game, having a. It's going to be like we're, we're going to hit the reset button, and uh, unfortunately. I don't think that's what's best for the fans, but it's probably good for the people that are cutting those checks. If if I'm the pig swill, there's <laughs> no way I don't stagger my start date. Like, I don't obviously it's not going to be months like this is, but a couple weeks here, like why the fuck do we not stagger this out so that on week 1 it's you feature this conference. Week two, you feed, and then by the end, it all it all ends up at the same time, anyways. To get to your conference championship game, that's the fuck I'd do. Um, let me ask you this, TikTok correspondent: mm-hmm. What is that dance that everybody's doing when they score now? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch football. Are you talking about the Alabama players doing like the guitars? Cause no, like everybody is doing this little. It looks like a church lady shuffle where the arms come up and the feet go out. I don't know what it is. I don't know where yeah, it comes just, from. I just assume TikTok. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a bunch of like TikTok uh, trends that happen, and then they're they're pushed aside after two weeks when the next the next hot sound comes up and someone makes up a dance for it, and then you're like, can I so finish hard to now keep track or of, what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I finish? I did not say. That, <laughs> right? You said you, it. You can finish. We finally <laughs> podcast over, guys. We finally got him. Uh, Chris Hansen, get in there. Mm-hmm. Get in there and get him. Get in there and get him. Um, this is a serious question, guys. Mm-hmm. Who do we think mm-hmm. can still win the title? Not who did we predict. I'm not asking somebody to change anything. But, like, who do we think still has an actual shot to win this thing? Uh, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Uh, maybe, like, an Oregon. Maybe, like, a Wisconsin. The top two teams in the, in the Power Five conferences, maybe Oklahoma State from the Big Twelve. Yeah, there's there's about ten. 
Yeah. Um, and I only maybe eleven if you count like something. I mean, mathematically something. Throw in like a BYU or a Cincinnati. I, I don't. I don't mean mathematically. I don't mean mathematically. I mean heart of hearts in your gut. Who do you think still is is could possibly win this? Uh, Clemson. It's. I think it's two. I think it's Clemson or Ohio State. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. I think and Ohio the, State maybe just because I hadn't seen them. I, I, <laughs> I might think differently if I've seen them. I think the only chance that Alabama or Georgia has to win the the title is if they draw a shitty number Cincinnati. three. Cincinnati. Yeah, like like a shitty number Cincinnati. three. Cincinnati. And then um, Clemson somehow uh, has to play Ohio State as one and four. Um, that's the only way. But, I mean, Notre Dame's going to lose. So, uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know who, who's in that in that four. I just think uh, Alabama's going to have to play Clemson or Georgia's going to have to play Clemson in the in the championship. <clears throat> um, and they're going to get there. They're going to get there. Honestly, I, I, I hope it doesn't happen because I, I can't deal with another yeah. blowout loss like that. Seems fair. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and finally, when did we start calling Stetson Bennett the mailman? I didn't know that was a nickname until, like, the fourth <laughs> quarter. I think you said it in, like, a G-chat, and I was like, yeah, what I, is this? I saw, it, I, 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 saw it on, I saw it on a graphic this week, yeah. but, like, yeah. he's a freshman yeah, quarterback, too. so, like, the he's a freshman quarterback from a team who didn't figure out their quarterback situation until last week, so, like... <laughs> I imagine last week was probably the earliest. Was we Carl Malone given that nickname because he delivered often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stetson, Stetson. Um, Shouldn't he be called like a like the hat? Isn't that call him the hat? I don't know, but Stetson. <laughs> Stet, what's his fucking name? Stetson Worthington Esquire Junior. The fourth. Fuck that fucking guy. He needs to just like go and like work at his dad's firm or whatever shit you know he's like he's like hit on women he's got, and be like, he's got old money he's got old money you know my dad owns a dealership you wanna hang out um <laughs> fuck that fucking guy uh like you said we made him look like goddamn Roger Staubach yeah. like yeah. uh and Eddie Jackson Alabama alum and possibly the best safety in the in the NFL, had tweeted the exact same thing. He said, uh, not the exact same thing, but he said we were making him look like uh, Tom Brady. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hey, love how many Alabama defensive players were really fucking tweeting about this game. They were all <laughs> like, over Twitter, Everybody man. saw it. Everybody was embarrassed by last week, and they were like, look, we, oh, my God. I'm just looking at a picture of Stetson Bennett now. I got to say this about him. That's a Stetson Bennett. Yes, it is. That is one hundred percent a Stetson fucking Bennett. My God, it's a very white Georgia, Georgia quarterback name too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, are we talking Tide? I don't know. Is Hankins done yet? I think we're ready. I think we're ready to be talking Tide. Okay. Um. But before we do, okay. Okay. What's up? I Ooh. I have a special um two part Alabama themed. Stat or shat okay. for you. All right. Okay. So hit the theme. Hankins, hit the theme. Stat or shat? Did you know the fifth leading rusher is Booby Willow? Through three games since 2000, we'll make a decision on if it's a stat or shat. Okay. <laughs> Mac Jones, Mac Jones's average touchdown pass this season. 
is 37.3 yards. He's thrown like 12, so that's a big enough sample size for me. That's a stat. Okay. okay. That is a stat. Good Lord. <clears throat> Coming, obviously, Tua was there. Things have changed, but... When I think of quarterback and passing statistics Alabama, I'm always thinking as an eight-year-old who just couldn't believe when a 15-yard pass was completed. Oh, yeah. Like, every time I see a deep ball down the field, my first instinct is, "Ah, that's overthrown, and it's not, and I can't believe it. I cannot believe this is Alabama. Mac Jones is – I'm just so happy. I just love him so much. The Joker. And he's a sophomore. Is he the Joker? That's his nickname. Oh, I prefer the mailman. Yeah. Um, number second and final <laughs> one um, is a top five. Okay. <clears throat> okay. But you tell me the fact that this gentleman is number one in the top five. Um, if it's a, a if stat or a stat. Okay. So most wins against AP top five teams ever. Okay. <clears throat> um, actually, it's a top six. Four teams are tied at number three with 15. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, four coaches. Woody Hayes, Ohio State, Barry Switzer, Oklahoma, Steve Spurrier, Florida, and Lou Holtz, Notre Dame. Got some blue bloods in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All blue blood uh, schools. Got some like uh, coaches that are you know they're all, all famers and whatnot. They're all legends yeah. in uh, their own uh, their own schools. Rapers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, with three more than fifteen, Bobby Bowden has eighteen. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Number one most wins against AP top five teams of all time is Nick Saban with 25. Hmm. I'm going to say Shat just because he gets more opportunities than those other coaches. He plays like 15 games a year. They used to play like 10 with, you know, Bear Bryant and whatnot. Shat. I guess you do get two if you win the playoffs. Plus a conference championship game too. Shat. I'm going to say stat because that means he's playing in a conference where everybody's a fucking (laughs) – he has to play all those games. 25 when your next closest has 18. And then the number three is is, uh, only 60% of your your total. That's pretty nuts. It's an interesting number, but it's no stat. Okay, okay, okay. Do you guys want to go ahead and get into talking time? Finally. Go ahead. It's going to go stretch a little oh, bit Oh, Sean's going to go stretch. So, Hankins, uh, with oh, okay. the, the showdown between number two, Alabama, number three, Georgia. Uh, the first half, what were your thoughts of Georgia sort of bending Alabama over and Alabama sort of, you know, returning the favor? It was somewhat close, but I think Georgia probably surprised you and me with their ability to move the ball. I was absolutely irate. Mm-hmm. At the in the first half, like man, those those rushes up the middle for yes. nine, yes, twelve, eight yards, every seemingly every time they wanted it, were just infuriating. Um, that's the thing. Like I can I can at least comprehend an Ole Miss coming in with wacky play design and doing all the stuff and, and running a bunch of points on you because I'm kind of conditioned to that. But man, you don't run the ball up the middle on Alabama. Um, that's just that's not scheme. That's just talent for talent, and that's just fucking want to. And, man, that was just driving me insane. I was I was more angry during the first half of that game than I have been in many years, and that's including the Clemson blowout. That's including the fucking wacky Iron Bowls that I've sat through. That The first half of this game made me furious. Well, I think the, the silver lining, which 
I wasn't. I was definitely ups, as upset and irate with you, but I really thought our offense was able to click, and I knew we would have continued success just because of those receivers. I just thought were outstanding. And Alabama's last drive of the half, they had they got the ball back with 28 seconds. <clears throat> um, I think we were content to sort of run the clock out, but the first play was like a 15 yard run, and then we had like two quick passes. Yeah. Um, but getting that field goal, that was a lot of momentum. So much mo. Um, I'm done stretching, by the way. Good, good, good. A 51-yarder. Yeah, definitely a new record for us in a long, long time. 52-yarder, sorry. I couldn't even believe it. I could not believe what I was actually seeing. And I'm not even being facetious or hyperbolic. I I could not believe that he hit that fucking field goal. um, The second half sort of played out. I guess I thought Georgia would return to the run. They seemed to give up on it pretty quickly, especially once Alabama got the lead. Um, they I put, don't know why they didn't either. That was my fear. It's like, they can get that whenever they want it. Why stop they doing got, it? They got shut down. Like There were a couple drives where they they ran it up the middle three times, and it was stuffed, stuffed. And then like a nine yard yeah. run, like so. I get why, like maybe they thought they were being clever, but like just keep running it up the middle because if you get stuff twice, it's gonna be like you know, no gain, gain a three, gain a nine. Yeah, like no gain, gain a four, gain an eight. What really surprised me was Alabama took the lead 27-24. Georgia gets the ball, um, and they were able to march down the field to about the thirty. And then they threw Stetson throws that interception on third and ten, which, um, which was again a, a a decent sort of route. He liked those passes over the middle. Yeah, uh, that's sort of his bread and butter. It just tipped and then went into Alabama's hands, and then Alabama scored on that next drive. It just sort of slammed. And the those door on passes them. were open all night. They were. They yes, were they open were. all night, and we were still very bad on third down. If I had seen one more Georgia receiver laying down wide open in the middle of the yep. fucking field, just l- lounging and catching a pass. It was just, that was infuriating. I mean, um, it was, but it the, looked like the Joe Kynes, bend, don't break yeah. uh, defense. It just sort of seemed to me that uh, Georgia played well enough to win a game. I don't know. It, it, they, they played well enough to, to win, I think. Of course they did, but I mean... The, Which is that, why I don't want to play them again, because I think their defense is more apt to make adjustments and changes and produce a better of, outcome of, of than Alabama they if there is a mat, uh, rematch. But, I mean, it wasn't any secret what our offense was doing. Oh, no. yeah. And, I mean, the fact that, like, th- there were no adjustments by their defense in the second half. I mean, the fact that Mac, Mac Jones uh, threw for 400 yards against this defense is insane. Yeah. And I don't think that speaks to the, the Georgia defense being bad. So... I don't know. I don't know if it's just these wide receivers and, and the quarterback, and uh, you know, if if we if the offensive line gives them enough time and doesn't fucking hold or jump off off sides, then or you know doesn't uh, have a false start, then like they can really make magic happen in in a, in the way that we saw against Ole Miss. I mean, you know, after after on, on last week's episode, I said there's no way that they're going to score nine out of eleven. Drives yeah. and I mean they they scored a lot of fucking points. They scored on nine uh, on on uh, on seven drives. Yeah, the the offense played well. I think um, one thing that bugged me and it's you know nitpicking, but the uh, Alabama kickoffs 
were miserable. Awful. They had six of them. I think that one of them went out of bounds, and the rest got like returned about the 30, 35, or 40 every time. It set Georgia up with short fields. Alabama punted once. It was a miserable punt. Um, uh, but the kicking game, you know, those extra points, field goals, those went in. I guess, you know, you're, you're, you're darned if you do. you got to pick, like, one good thing to be good at. We're good at kick returns, <laughs> yeah. assuming Waddle gets a chance to return it. We're good at extra points and kicks. We're awful at punting and kickoffs. So three different uh, Bulldogs return kicks, uh, uh, kickoffs from, from Alabama. And that's uh, – they basically all have the same stats. Yeah. Uh, two each for 58, 56, and 47 yards. Uh, so an average kickoff return of 27 yards. Um, that's not good, especially it's, when you're fielding it at the fucking 10 or 15 to begin with. It's not good when you know you're yeah. going against a quarterback who, you know, he's not a world beater. He no. can make some throws. But if you push that guy back where he's starting his drive at the 15 or yeah. 20 – uh, their playbook is much more limited than when they're starting like at the 40 every Yeah, that's time. at least one or two drives that they they can't fuck up on. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. um, I don't know. It makes it even more baffling that Georgia didn't run the ball more yes. in the second half yes. when you're starting at the 40 every drive. That's what I can't understand. That, that makes it even crazier. But, yeah, the kickoff just fell apart. And, like, you know, they weren't – close to breaking them but it was literally one tackle you know one missed tackle and two of those could have gone back um yet georgia played well enough to win the game but i don't know man it feels like there's just a weird mojo that i don't know if kirby's just nervous i I don't know something goes on in alabama games because even though i was angry and it felt the game was certainly teetering on the edge at halftime we hit the field goal i felt a little better but in the back of my mind, I was like, well, this is what Georgia does against Alabama. And that goes even past Kirby. That's the same story of the 2012 championship game, the oh. SEC championship game. Yeah, I mean, I was already it's the same thing. Through, I was already going through, like, the stages of grief at halftime. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, well, got a little bit of momentum, but, like, Georgia gets the ball. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it's, you know, uh, uh, 31 to 21 and then we screw this up, it's going to get out of hand real quick. And that's what I was expecting. And then... Boom, they, uh, you know, they don't score in the second half. Yeah, Georgia's possessions in the second half, they were punt, punt, interception, interception, and missed field goal. Uh, you know, defense, to their God, credit, the, their first huge. two possessions ended in punts. Yeah. And that eventually let Alabama uh, get a touch, that 90-yard pass. And then Georgia's next possession was that interception, even though they drove down the field. Uh, the defense, for what it's worth, uh, I think – Last week on the podcast, I was like, if Georgia gets to like 27 to 30 points, it's bad news for Alabama. Sure. And they had 24 at half, and I was like, this is not looking good. Um, but credit to the defense for making some stops. Uh, you know, we should be happy about that. Uh, I'm extremely pleased with the way this team... Sure. It's it's a you know something they can build on. Surely, like Hank and you guys said, there were wide open receivers yeah. like all night long. So hopefully they can make some changes, coach them up whatever they need to do to prevent some of that stuff. They've got a down, down, down Tennessee. Sure. In a not loud Neyland Stadium. Yes. Should be able to get a lot of players some playing Just, time. Yeah. The number of times, though, that the defensive line ran completely past the yeah. quarterback. And I know, you know, that's, that's, that's scheme, too, and that's what Georgia's offensive line's doing. So, but those are aggravating, but... At least they did watch enough film to know that this guy's five foot nothing. Get your big old paws yes. up, there were a and lot that of was really what turned yeah. it. Like, yeah. 
All the, all the picks, well, two one of, of the picks, two of the picks were deflections. The other one was, poor Gary Danielson was, his head almost exploded because for 15 minutes afterwards, he just kept saying, I, I don't know where he was throwing that ball. He, he was <laughs> uh, On the last pick, that he just didn't know. That thrown it out of bounds. Um, I don't know what he was doing. What, the one yeah. that Daniel Wright picked off? Yeah. yeah. It was, there were like yeah. eight red uh, jerseys and yeah. like zero white jerseys there. <laughs> It was weird. But good for the ball hawking, good for the paying attention. Like, the defense played much better, and we've got to adjust sort of our defensive expectations because, quite frankly, around all of football now, 24 points is what used to be 12 points, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, Um, last last year, LSU, their defense wasn't world beaters, but they were able to make key stops and key turnovers when they needed to, and they knew that they get to their offense enough, their offense will put 30 or 40 points on it. On another team, I think that ninety-yard of... touchdown mm-hmm. didn't even surprise me. No. When that when they downed the ball at the ten-yard line, I said we're going to throw a ninety-yard touchdown, and that wasn't me being like, oh, no. like no, that's what happens because if Mac Jones has time, you can't guard those receivers no. for too long. No. Yeah, just, and I know Gary harped on it a lot during the, the broadcast, but Devontae fucking Smith coming back to that ball and bailing his quarterback out. Time and yep, time yep. again is incredible. He uh, Mac Mac uh, Mac Jones said um, he said in the huddle, Devonte Smith uh, came to him and said, "I don't care if I'm triple teamed, like throw me the fucking ball." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I guess yeah. I have to throw you the fucking There's ball." There's definitely back. some kudos <laughs> to everyone on offense, the offensive line, uh, the receivers. You score 41 points against this defense. I don't. I don't have a problem. Yeah, when you have two receivers that go for a buck sixty, a running back for a hundred fifty, and a quarterback for four hundred, uh, you're going to win more times than you lose. And Sarkeesian, uh, he can call some plays. He finds those mismatches. Uh, he's able to spread the ball around to those playmakers. Those are the three best players on the team, and they all got a quality like a number of touches with Waddle. Uh, Devonte Smith and Najee Harris. You have to get those people involved, and he does. Like yep. he figured, he's figured it out. Those are three people that are unstoppable, and when they're all on the field at the same time, you can yep. find mismatches for him, and you can get big production. He figures it out in a way and, that, like, even when you watch tape, it doesn't really help that much yeah. because you can only cover two of them at, at best. Yes. And then if Devonte mm-hmm. Smith is coming back and bailing, yeah. uh, bailing Mac out. Yeah. Also, this is a group that says run the ball. Yeah, I mean, and for all my hand wringing about carries, yeah, yeah, the fucking fourth quarter when they started handing him the ball mm-hmm. and he shut it down was mm-hmm. as ha- I mean, obviously I was happy because we're winning the game, but like, no, that is everything I want right there. That is all I want. Give him the ball, and it's four yards here, six yards here, eight yards here. Fall, f- and there was a there was a play where he got stuffed at the line and he fell forward for two yards when you absolutely yeah. had to have some positive yeah. yardage, like. Dude was carrying the ball like they looked. The offense looked more complete, um, and they were. The other thing is, we know they were playing a great defense. Yep. Like that is probably the best defense in the country. Um, we don't know what Clemson is because they play junior varsity players, um, <laughs> so we don't know what they are. But as far as the teams that play actual football teams, Georgia has the best defense. Um, they probably they have the most talented defense, and at points it looked like they they had no hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking Mac attack. It was God, a it was a so good much. win. I I walked uh, before the game started. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if we lo- lost. Yeah, and no, I was fully expecting to. So I was happy with a win. And like good riddance. I don't want to play them again. No. So, um, but you know, everybody's saying that uh, 
just so we're not feeling too good, everybody says that that's going to be you know the rematch of the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. So uh, Saturday didn't matter. No, it didn't. Georgia didn't really tumble <laughs> down the poles. I think They're four. four. They're four. Uh, you know, I think Ohio State could easily jump them in a week or two. So, I, you know, it's it's one of the things that if Georgia wins out, they'll make the playoffs. Um, it's good for Alabama to have that win on their resume because if Alabama happened to lose to them later, you know, they still could say, well, they split it. So yeah, knows? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see anybody winning the East unless it's – Unless it's Florida. Florida yeah. and – Florida and Georgia gets real crazy. Um, November 7th. It gets real damn crazy. Uh, so that could be – and, you know, uh, Alabama still – LSU, I know what they are, but we've, we've danced this. Alabama does not have a cakewalk to the end of this no. thing. Um, we know how this goes. Um, and as long as the fucking Iron Bowl is still on the schedule, you cannot <laughs> you cannot say you're going to win them all. I will ask this, and then I guess it might, might be time to wrap up. If Georgia still had Jake Fromm or Justin Fields as quarterback, I think they would they could have won that game. Oh, it would that be was fifty six to absolutely to the, defici- the deficiency on their team is quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. With a with a better yeah. quarterback, and Kirby's recruited them. You know, yeah. kind of unlike Malzahn, Kirby's recruited and he could develop. Yeah, them. with the Wake Forest dude that yeah. opted out. Yeah, plus, I that, mean, who knows? it could have been a different yeah. game. So that's it's yeah, definitely something sure. to good for us that they didn't have that position. And I will say that uh, follow up on Hankins' comment that uh, LSU game. <clears throat> On uh, the fourteenth is going to be something like it's it's going to be twenty seven to seventeen Alabama, but like it will be like ten to ten until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I can see yep. that. It'll be wacky. It'll be wacky. Oh, oh, I just remembered a stat from the Notre Dame game. Ooh. So I'm going to play stat or shot. Sure, it's not shot. Could be. That's for y'all to decide. Notre Dame had seven possessions. Shot. <laughs> All game. <laughs> That that's yes. That is a. That's a stat. That's, that's a stat. A stat. <laughs> they only scored on two of them. Oof. <clears throat> yeah, I I had to, I, I took a picture of the the shat that showed up in uh in the Georgia Alabama <laughs> and then and then both of y'all hit me on G chat at the same time and I was like well I guess I don't I'm not gonna keep this no no yeah that was good. <laughs> It was what uh, Najee Harris was the first running back to score a touchdown against Georgia since December of 2018. Yeah, so I, I so like basically 1.1 seasons. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think that's it. Episode one six. Oh God. 177. 177 of Throw the Flag. Thank you, Creole mm-hmm. Freezer. Uh, the count was here. We had some statter chat. We had. Uh, um, do you have any step-by-step trivia? Uh, no, I didn't look any up. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you also missed the count, but who mm-hmm. cares? Uh, if you like what we're doing, go to ttfnetwork.com. <laughs> and don't forget our Patreons, don't, our, the Kitty Cats and Kinnard. Shout out to the Kitty Cats. Shout out to our executive producer, Dar- Darren Kinnard. Yeah. Um, and we're going to end this episode like we end every episode. You ready, fellas? One, two, three. Oh, Snell, yeah! Surprise, surprise. So you rub your eyes. Never knew you to yes. So cool as eyes. Hit a fight, then. They'll be stupefied. Ducks categorized.